Leslie has been used of the Lord uh, to speak his word to political leaders, and many have come to the Lord, including his own sitting president and several cabinet ministers. And recently, uh, I think it was fairly recently, he was shown that one of them was going to be assassinated within three days. And God showed him a vision of, of the assassin putting the bomb under a car and he saw the license number of the car. And his wife said, you've got to go and warn this man. He didn't even know him, but he went and um, told him what was going to happen. The guy broke down and accepted the Lord into his life. That was the first great thing. And then they put the police there to wait. And sure enough, three days' time, the assassin appeared, puts the bomb under the car with that license number. This is authentic prophecy. This is what God can do through each of us who makes himself or herself available. The Apostle Paul said, you can all prophesy one by one, so all may be instructed and encouraged. 1 Corinthians 14. Each of us has this, this potential. Each of us has been given a special gift of God. We just need to find it and use it, right? Isn't that awesome? And so... Um, we're going to uh, listen to Leslie speak. Leslie, will you come and, and uh, share with us? Please welcome Les Dr. Leslie Kegel. I'm so grateful this morning for this opportunity, and I want to thank Pastor for letting me share God's word, God's message with you. I bring greetings to you from this little island called the Pearl of the Indian Ocean, Sri Lanka. It's a beautiful island, nation, devastated by war and the tsunami and uh, civil violence all the time. Uh, we couldn't leave our home uh, be without fear because uh, we didn't know if we would come back home. You know, people left their homes uh, to work and they never returned. Our city was bombed six to seven times and many people lost their lives. Many of my friends lost their lives, but a huge uh, uh, buildings were completely burned to ashes. And many, for, the, for, for 30, for 26 years, the war went on and through that time, we prayed and sought the Lord. And today it's a nation that has overcome terrorism. It is uh, peaceful and economically developing. The infrastructure is falling back into place. Um, instead of terrorism, now there is a boom of tourism. Uh, isn't that good? For tourism to replace terrorism, that's what has happened at the moment and we have gone all across the nation praying from city to city, doing spiritual mapping, doing prayer walks, take, taking, uh, taking spiritual warfare into the very strongholds of demonic principalities and we have seen them back off and uh, which places of witchcraft and and ill fame closed down, and in those places, churches come up. Isn't that wonderful? 
God is moving by His Spirit. I, I uh, started the Foursquare movement with two churches, our denomination, with two churches, and today we have 1,860 churches across the nation. <clears throat> and it's all through prayer. Secondly, through love and compassion, um, we have reached out. And thirdly, through presence evangelism, where we go and love and love and love people until they ask us why. And then we tell them our testimonies. We don't bash them with the Bible. We just tell them our testimonies on what Jesus has done for us. We glorify Jesus through our lives and many come to Jesus Christ. There has been persecution for the church. We have had 24 people die for the gospel in the last uh, three decades. But it has the, the growth of the church, the multiplication of disciples have come with a cost, but it has been worth it. Uh, families who have lost their loved ones say that. It's easy for us to say if we have not lost anyone, but people who have lost their loved ones say it's worth it. So there is a, there is a movement of God's spirit taking place in our nation. Um, firstly, before I uh, take to the scriptures that the Lord gave me, uh, there is a gentleman here. You have, uh, you have uh, an allergy that has to do with uh, inhaling. When you inhale something in the air, um, which disagrees, then you have you get a headache on the left side of your head, and it just goes down right down to the, your neck on the left side. Today, the Lord is healing you. You've had this for three years, but today, the Lord is healing you. It's affecting your nostrils, it's affecting your left ear, and it's just affecting even your eye begins to tear and uh, becomes sometimes become red, but the headache is the, the worst. And the Lord is healing you by his power and spirit. Jesus is here and he's touching you and healing you by his miracle working power. Isn't, isn't God good? He's amazing. <clears throat> You are a fireplace. This church, you are a fireplace on a mountain. And, and I see the Lord blowing, breathing, blowing on this fire and as it blows as his breath comes on the fire very strong it 
it uh, blows into flame and and a huge flame it is beginning and it is going to be a great big flame and as god's as god blows into these embers that i see sparks fly there like arrows they fly out of the fire into many regions across you all over across you into the state out of state out of state into other states and to the neighboring nations and the fire will grow here and the blowing of the breath of god will continue to take place because your worship and praise and prayer your worship and praise and prayer your passion and love for the lord and for the heart of god and your partnership wanting to get involved with what god is doing is going to cause god to stay and blow his breath on this fireplace that god has sovereignly started these arrows are men and women of prayer and spiritual warfare these arrows are a new kind of missionaries led empowered and led by the power of the holy spirit taking the gospel of love and compassion and grace and peace and mercy and strength across into the other cities of pitch darkness into the other states where there is so much darkness into other dark nations where demons control and demon principalities receive worship these fire these arrows filled with the fire and fervor and power of god is going to go into those places and bust those places destroy the works of darkness uproot pull down strongholds uproot the power and authority stifle the power and authorities of demonic principalities and through this confrontations will there will be new fires that would start in those places where it was dark and the the power of darkness and evil and unpleasantness and filth of the devil will be exposed and destroyed and burnt down to ashes and god's name will be glorified you are here in a unique place occupying a significant place in the heart and the plan of god and you are here not by chance or by accident you are a part of this congregation and you are a congregation of no less significance god is at work and you are his people in these last days the lord has raised you up sovereignly to do a work that god to partner with god in a global 
move and outpouring of his spirit across the nations and in your state and nation as well. I want to... I want to pray and ask God's blessing upon each of us. Father, I pray in the most powerful and wonderful name of Jesus that your great name would, be, would continue to be exalted in this place and the work of your spirit will continue to flow unhindered in the name of Jesus our Lord. Amen and amen and amen. Praise God. The, the, the arrows will have to do a lot with not only but a lot with young people and children. This does not for, this does not dis disqualify people of my age or older. They will be very important. They will be very important. But the youth and the young people, the young people and the little kids, the Lord will raise up. He is raising up prayer armies across the globe and he's doing something powerful and God's going to do the same thing among you here. I want to share uh, a few thoughts from the feeding of the 5,000. I don't know about you. I love miracles. Do you love miracles? I, I mean, I love miracles. I don't know why. For the very same reason you love miracles, I love miracles too. And I want to talk to you about how we can create an atmosphere of miracles wherever we are, in our home, in our place of work, in our church, in our community. How could we create an atmosphere of miracles? When we study how Jesus acted, worked in, in seeing the feeding of a 5,000 with almost nothing, we could see how. We could also create that same atmosphere for the miraculous. First, let's read Matthew chapter 14 from verse 13 to 21. When Jesus heard it, because, you know, it was uh, the death of John the Baptist. When he heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, 
we have only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the loaves and, and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave, it, gave to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. They counted only the men, and the men were 5,000. I don't know why they did that. Because women play a greater role in the kingdom of God than men today. However, you know, there would have been at least 10,000 people here with children, maybe about 10,000. It would have been more. But Jesus fed them all. Now the key to this passage or key to this miracle is found in verse 14. If you would take another look at verse 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw. Number one, he saw a great multitude. Secondly, and he was moved with compassion. He felt. Number two, first he saw. Number two, he he felt, he was moved by what he saw. And, and thirdly, if you're following me, thirdly, he healed their sick. He, he saw, he felt, and he immediately moved into action. He healed their sick. He saw their need and he met their need. Now, these three are very important components in the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. And as we read the scriptures, Jesus saw the crowds. Jesus saw the crowds and he was, he saw the crowds differently than what G the disciples saw. The disciples, they saw the crowd and they would have thought, why do these guys follow us everywhere we go? Can't they just leave us alone so that we can have some fun with our master? They were not, I don't think the disciples were too happy about it. They, they thought differently. They said, send the multitudes away. They were kind of, you know, like, Maybe our master doesn't think too much about the consequences of these people after we keep them for so long a time and don't give them food. Maybe he does, he's not thinking, right? So let's, let's put his wheels into thinking. And so he goes, they go to, the, to Jesus and say, send them away. And Jesus says, hey, you know what? I'm aware of what you are aware of. But I have a plan. And Jesus says to them, you, they don't need to go. And the disciples saying, what do you mean? They don't need to go. Yeah, because you're going to feed them. We are going to feed them. Don't send them away. Give them something to eat. That's what Jesus says. 
when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. He saw their need and he was what? Willing to meet their need. Jesus came looking for the lost. He came looking for the lost. But the disciples were with Jesus. They were not looking for the lost. They had their own agendas. They were looking for something of their own need, to meet their own need. They had an agenda. But Jesus had only one agenda, and that was to seek and save the lost. And in doing that, he would heal the sick, love on them, feed them. He would meet their felt needs. The disciples were looking for other things. You and I see what we are looking for, don't we? We only see what we are looking for. We look for all kinds of things in this world. And we see them. But often, we don't see what God wants us to see because our focus is different. Constantly, uh, we are preoccupied living out our own agendas. And when Jesus says, guys, I want you to see. I want you to see. Look at the harvest. They're ripe and ready to be brought in. And we don't see that. You see what you're looking for. They saw their lack. They only saw their lack and limitation. They said to Jesus, we don't have enough. We have only five loaves and two fish, which they probably stole from a boy or that boy gave it to them. There was one little boy who was willing to give his little so that the master can bless it and use it to feed the 5,000. The other guys were not willing to part with it. They said one, I mean, Philip says, 200 denarii, that's all we have. You want us to spend it all on them? Even if we do, they wouldn't have enough. That was their thinking. They were seeing. They had a totally different vision. They were seeing differently when Jesus was looking at the people. He was ready to meet their Need. We have only five loaves, they said. Where shall we buy bread that these may eat, someone said. John chapter 6 also talks about the same miracle. 200 denarii of worth of bread is not sufficient. That was their thinking. That's what they could see. But Jesus saw more. Today, as a church of Jesus Christ, we are to be the hands and feet of Jesus, the eyes and mouth of Jesus, the ears of Jesus, looking for what Jesus 
was looking for, living for what Jesus came and lived for. In verse 14, we also see that he felt he was moved with compassion. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, Jesus saw the crowds. And he said to himself, a sheep without a shepherd. Because he saw them as a harassed people. And, his, and he was moved with compassion. The disciples saw people. As Jesus ministered to them, the disciples saw them as a burden, an extra load to carry, a problematic situation for them. He was moved with compassion. When we started seeing in Sri Lanka during the war, the, the suffering masses, we started praying for the heart of God. Lord, the very heart that you have, impart unto us. Because this is overwhelming. It overwhelmed us. We, we with other people, could have gone into a trauma and could have allowed the spirits to, to put fear into us and, and, and traumatize us. In a, traumatized, in a traumatized nation, where bombs were exploding every day, where there was no hope, and people were migrating into other nations, over 1 million Sri Lankans out of 20 million Sri Lankan population, over 1 million of them are living in 39 nations of the world as refugees. Why? It was no good to live in Sri Lanka, to bring up your children in such an environment where education was hampered, where years and years there were no schools for people to, children to go to. We started to pray and ask God to give us a heart for the, for, for the gospel. God, show us what you're doing. And the Lord gave us direction to go from city to city, fighting the war, not with gun, guns and, and bullets and bombs, not as suicide bombers, but going in the name of the Lord and praying for the harvest, praying against spirits of violence, praying against evil powers of of Shiva and Kali and these destructive forces. And we saw the power of God come and change the tide. And you know what? Terrorists began to give up their guns and come and fall at, on their knees and receive Jesus. And today we have pastors who are former terrorists Serving Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit. Leading people to Jesus Christ. Our hearts were moved with compassion for the dying. And we went out and started doing orphan care, foster care. 
building homes for those who lost their homes, helping young people out of terrorism and war to transit into and through bivocational training get a different lifestyle. It had to do with a lot of paying of price and compassion and Jesus showed up every time and brought many people to tears and to a change of life. Reconciliation through a, a nation transformed through prayer and reconciliation. Not us, but the Lord moving by his spirit. Jesus acted. He was moved with compassion. He felt, he, he saw, he felt, and he immediately acted. The church, to the most time, you know, we see the church inactive. I call the church sometimes, I call the church to action. It is so important. Jesus planned to serve the needy, though his disciples said to, and he said to his disciples, give them something to eat. You know, even when we are unwilling and not so dedicated as God would have us, he still uses us. He didn't discard the 12, you useless guys, I won't work with you. And he didn't chase them away and start on a new 12. No, he started, he worked with the same 12. He, he used the same disciples. He blessed the bread and the fish and gave it to them. And you know, the miracle happened not when Jesus blessed it, the miracle happens at the hands of the disciples. He takes unworthy vessels. He takes those who are not even tracking with him, changes their lives completely, transforms them, gives them his heart, and uses them in a very powerful and dynamic way. And today, God can use any of us who would say, Lord, I believe, make me willing to go. I give my heart to you, and you do what you have promised to do. So, to create an atmosphere of the miraculous in your home, in your own life, in your church, in your community, is first to see what God is doing to catch a glimpse of what God is doing. Secondly, moving with the compassion of God, praying for compassion, moving with the compassion of God. And thirdly, do not be NATO. No action, talk only. That's what NATO stands for. We must be a people of action filled with the wisdom and the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, if we would dare move out by faith, it's amazing what God can do, the miraculous. When I had two churches that I had planted, 
And I had this vision for the whole nation. I said to God, God, this is too overwhelming. The need is huge and war has broken out. What do you want me to do? How can I do? God spoke to me a very simple message. He didn't say, I will connect you with people of resources. I will put you in touch with networks. He didn't say any of that. He just told me, do the best with the little you have. That's all he said. He said, do the best with the little you have. The little boy, God spoke to him, I believe, and he gave his little lunch to Jesus. 5,000 men with amazing appetite they would have had. Those guys were hungry. And the boy, it would have been quite a challenge for the little boy to come to Andrew and say, Andrew, here's my lunch. You think this might help? Andrew said, I'm not sure though, but he, he reluctantly takes it to Jesus. You may feel reluctant about who you are and what you can do. I was very reluctant. I had this vision. My vision is to shepherd a nation, not to be the pastor of the fastest growing church, not to be the head of a denomination with a huge move of great number of churches. No, my heart's desire is to work with all churches and together shepherd a nation for Jesus Christ. You may be small. Your resources might be so very little. Don't look at them, but look at Jesus who's calling you. He is able to take your little and bless it and multiply it and do many and powerful things. I have a vision for 25,000 churches in our nation, taking 1,000 churches into every district of our land until, the, until our nation is filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And this is something, church, that we all can move into and see God do the miraculous in our little area of influence. You are an influence in your little area. You're like a tiny pebble and you take this little tiny pebble and throw it into a pond, it has a ripple effect. And your life has a powerful ripple effect that, then, that can influence many, many people. Let's not look down upon ourselves and say, I'm little. Give the little you have. Do the best with it. And God will do the rest. God bless you. There is a gentleman here. You have colon problems. You have, you have a colon disease. God's healing you by his power. There's a gentleman, you have a bladder disease. And God's healing you. There is a lady, you have carpal tunnel syndrome on your, both your hands and Jesus is healing you by his power and spirit. There's a person, a lady here, you have glaucoma on your, both your eyes 
and it is affecting your sight, needless to say, Jesus heals you by the power of his Holy Spirit. There's a gentleman, you have two of your arteries blocked, your heart and the Lord brings healing to you by the power of his Holy Spirit. There is a gentleman, you have a liver disease and the Lord is bringing healing by the power of his Holy Spirit. There is a, a lady, you have a problem in your kidneys. Your kidneys are not functioning properly. The Lord heals you by his Spirit. There is a person here, you have, you have stones in your bladder and the Lord heals you by his Spirit. There is another person, you have stones in your, your kidneys pr produce stones and the Lord heals you by the miracle working power. He heals you by his spirit. There's a person here, you have, uh, you have uh, the, 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 the possibility of skin cancer and the Lord's healing you by his spirit. Jesus touches you and heals you. There's a gentleman, you have a disease called sleep apnea. And the Lord touches you and heals you. There's a gentleman here. You have what you call arrhythmia in your heart. And the Lord brings healing by the power of his Holy Spirit. There's a person here. You, a gentleman. You have... <clears throat> you have a need for healing in the area where in the area of diabetes your blood sugar level goes down and the lord brings healing by the power of his spirit, the Lord brings healing to you, heals you completely, cures you by his miracle working power. There's a person here, you have uh, this uh, uh, asthma, the wheeze and the asthma, and the Lord brings healing to you by his spirit. God touches you. There's a person here, you have... Uh, you have a herniated disc on your back and that causes a, 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 an enormous pain and discomfort and the Lord heals you by his spirit. The Lord heals you. There's a lady, you have a disease, uh, a, a sickness in your throat and the Lord touches you and heals you by his spirit. He heals you. There's a person here, your womb, a lady, your womb, um, there is fibroids, and the Lord brings healing on your womb and, and removes the fibroids by His Spirit. Jesus is your healer. Must, you must have faith in God. There is nothing impossible for the living God. There is nothing impossible for the living God. The Lord touches you by his spirit and cures you and heals you completely. Thank you, Jesus. And those of you who would say, Pastor, um, I identify with the disease that you called out and you want to stand and identify with the disease. If you heard the disease you're suffering with, 
Would you please stand up? <clears throat> you stand up. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Please keep standing. Praise God. This is the day there is going to be divine intervention on your body and where you are going to be healed. As I pray for you, as I pray for you by faith, I release the healing miracle of God upon your body. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, every fiber, sinew, muscle, tissue, marrow, and bone will be completely saturated by the healing power of the Lord and you will be healed. You will walk out of this place completely restored in your health. He's able to do it. He's able by his spirit. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray the healing miracle of God right now. I take authority over disease. I take authority over every ailment in all of these bodies. And I curse them in Jesus' name. I curse every disease by the power of the cross. And by his stripes I proclaim you are healed. I speak healing in the name of Jesus Healing miracles up over this place in Jesus' name. Receive your healing. Amen. And everyone who has a disease and his disease was not called, her disease was not called, receive your healing as well. In Jesus' name, I speak the power of the living God all over this building upon each and every individual. I release the healing miracle power of God. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Receive your miracle as I free you into the healing stream of the Lord Jesus Christ. I also pray an impartation of the gift and the ministry of healing and the miraculous and deliverance into this congregation. May men and women rise up, young men and women and children rise up with the ministry of healing and deliverance and the prophetic. In Jesus' name. Let people come with, with uh, all kinds of addictions of the demonic and be free by the power of the Holy Spirit. People with diseases, with incurable nature, come and be healed by the power of the Spirit. Lord, let this congregation, this place of fire which you have chosen, also have become a stream of healing to this community. I bless this church and the pastor and his powers. And all the others who are serving in Jesus' name. And I impart the grace of God upon this church in Jesus' most powerful name. To, to you we give you the praise, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for your, uh, for your reception and invitation. Bless you.